This is Candidly in ITR podcast brought to you by Monday Morning, and you are listening to Data Teat with Ashwarya Roy. Ashwarya Roy, a final year dual degree student from the Department of Electrical Engineering, is not just a geek with exceptional benchmarks in academics. but also an enthusiast holding an excellent record in extracurricular activities on the campus her deck of roles spans from holding the position of dean's nominee for the literary and cultural society of sac being the president of clarion to serving as the content coordinator of microsoft campus club and representing nit raudkela in swimming at inter nit having an inspiring record of prestigious internships she is currently placed at fractal analytics We are happy to have you here, Ashwarya. Shed some light on your life before joining NIT Raudkela. So I was born in Talcher, and then I, I've lived in Chennai. I've lived in Gurgaon. I've then I've been living in Hyderabad for the most part. So I think Hyderabad has been most like the pivotal part of my experience before NIT R. But yeah, before that, I've grown up in a lot of places. How did NIT Raudkela happen to you? so i went to a girls school in narena just that i wrote the exam i got a rank and then i was like hey this looks good raukela looks good i know people so my dad is like csec electrical these are your three options choose whatever you like and then i'm like okay fine you know we're going to do a trade off between the branch and the rank of the college and my rank obviously and then figure out what fits us best why did you choose to pursue dual degree in electrical engineering I heard a lot of these horror stories about how electrical is, you know, a nightmare branch and all of that. Another point, I was like, "Oh my God, I have made the worst decision of my entire life." But yeah, I have questioned it at some points of time, but overall, I think it's it's been a really good experience to me. Pursuing the dual degree actually, it's so they already assigned me a specialization when I joined, so they were like, "Here, power electronics and drives. This is what you have to do." And um, you know, I knew nothing about power electronics and drives when they did that to me. But yeah, it helped me. It helped me not deviate. And you know, honestly, I didn't really explore a lot of the other fields of electrical engineering because this was assigned to me. So I'm like, hey, this looks good. Let's just go into this because I'm getting a degree in it anyway. So it was good because it kind of helped me give that direction to my work from a really early time. So even from like second year or first year, I knew that this is what I have to do. You were awarded the certificate of merit for the academic year 2016-17. You have also been a proficient swimmer and a part of Clarion and Microsoft Campus Club. What was your daily routine, and how did you manage to strike the balance between academics and extracurricular activities? In first year, I think it's relatively simpler to balance between your academics because you you know you it's before college has spoiled you with all its freedom. So in first year you're coming from a a period in your life where you are used to being productive for most of the day. So in first year it's relatively simpler I think to you know be like okay you know from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. I'm going to have class 5 p.m. go I'll have a meeting 5 p.m. ke baad I will go to my room and you know I'll freshen up and then I'll study. I used to wake up at like 6 a.m. in first year because I want to go swimming and uh, so I used to have like a strict bedtime. I used to go to bed by by like 11 or 12 and then I'd wake up at 6. I I don't think I ever like looked at it in the way of managing it was just like okay this is what I have to do this is how it is you know I have to study I have to do this I have to 
I think one of the main things I did in first year was like actually listen in class. So like sit there, listen, make notes. And I think that made it a lot easier because I didn't have to go back every day and study. Studying becomes a lot easier. You have served as the vice president of Clarion. How has your journey in Clarion been? And how was your experience as the vice president? Clarion as a vice president, again, I'm on the other side of being um, a member in Clarion, Beto in Clarion, to being a vice president where I'm actually like accountable for things that people do. I have to be accountable in SAC. I have to be accountable to a lot of professors and, uh, you know, answerable for the entire club. So yeah, it was a very it was a very enlightening experience in terms of just handling so many people, and of course, you know, always it's it's been a learning curve in terms of you know you always slip up, get back, you know, talk to people. It's always it was always nice to have a, a support system in terms of Surya, Shreja, and Sudesh that I could depend on. How has your experience been as the dean's nominee for Literary and Cultural Society? How did that happen and what motivated you to take on that responsibility? Once third year got over, I was like, what am I going to do after class? You know, I feel like because I think fourth years in like in general are not so involved in clubs anymore. And, you know, they're more focused on placements and stuff like that. And I didn't even have that to do. So because I'm in fourth year, I'm not eligible for placements. So, yeah, that's it. I went to the interview and they thought I was good at it so they selected me and you know working in SAC again again a very different angle of working at things it was now you know I was kind of the link between the clubs and the professors who were in part of SAC and just kind of establishing communication and making sure that everything runs smoothly from the administrative point of view and ironing out some differences and just figuring out that everything is going the way it should and there's no discrepancies from the club. You started doing internships from a pretty early time. What motivated you towards this? You interned at Railtail in your first year and at IIT Hyderabad in your second year. How has your experience been? So in first year and in second year, I did these two internships that were more uh, communications oriented rather than power electronics oriented. I worked in, in Railtel, I worked in telecommunications where I didn't know much, but it was just kind of a learning experience in terms of how, how you know, engineering is used in real life in terms of communicating with, with the trains and how alarm systems work and fiber optic communication and stuff like that. I... And then later, I worked at IIT Hyderabad. Something that really helped me get the internship in IIT Hyderabad was the fact that I had already done an internship, which is why I think people find it a little difficult to find internships in second year because they haven't done anything in first year. They have nothing to show for it. Just do something in every vacation because it helps build your credibility. You have been a research intern at Horseshoe Allen. How has your internship experience been? So Alin was the was the first foreign internship that I did. Again, super rewarding, super exciting. But I think the application process, same as IIT Hyderabad, it's just kind of emailing professors and being like, hey, because I think with academic um, internships, it's mostly it's mostly just that I worked on some really challenging stuff. I think this was my first uh, really 
you know, diving into power electronics and figuring out what it really is. And the professor was uh, my professor, uh, Professor Steinhardt. He didn't speak a lot of English, but he still, you know, took every opportunity to help me understand and, you know, make sure that I was learning and I was, you know, being able to contribute in any little way. And he was able to provide me with the opportunities to maximize my skills. And he helped me get into microcontroller programming and gave me a couple of microcontrollers. He's like, play with it, blow it up, do whatever you want, but see and try and see if you can learn something from it. You have backed the prestigious Metax internship. Please throw some lights on your preparation strategy and key learnings during the internship. In my tax, again, super, super amazing experience. I worked in University of Alberta. It was this great lab. Not a lot of people in the lab, but uh, I was there. So all of the equipment was just for me. <laughs> and I could use whatever I wanted and do whatever I wanted with it. I did work on a lot, a lot of math. So electrical engineering is a lot of math i think but you can always choose to go the other way and work on other things if you want to but um with me i think a lot of my work in electrical engineering has been on math i worked on the analysis of this really super uh, this really exciting new converter that they were doing we were trying to design a new connection for it for some uh, grid application and it was really it was really nice and then I did a mathematical analysis on it and what was great about it is that University of Alberta was not um, the internship that I had there wasn't just work 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 but then the nice bonding experience because we got to go to Banff we got to go to Jasper and explore all these really beautiful places across Alberta. You have interned at Purse NTU please tell us about the internship experience there. This was about the time when I was considering going to grad school and I thought, key, you know, I still have one vacation left because in a dual degree, I think uh, summer, I am not allowed to do an internship and I am supposed to stay in college and work on my thesis, which is a one year long so I decided that I have one internship and I want to make the most of it. And the professor, actually the professor that I worked with in Taiwan, she was uh, the professor that I have always looked up to. Power electronics, my field, is a very male-dominated field. She was one of the women in engineering society. So there's IEEE Power Electronics. And within that, there's a woman in engineering society. And my professor was the head of that. And she she does make a lot of like YouTube videos on the basics of control systems and power electronics, which I used to watch just to help me understand better what I was learning at at class in college. And so I decided to take my shot. I'm like, okay, I have this one internship. You have been placed at Fractal Analytics. Tell us about placement journey, preparation strategy, and interview experience. Fractal Analytics was uh, one of the best analytics companies that does come to NIT for placements. So what's great about Fractal is that they don't really expect you to have a lot of background knowledge in terms of machine learning or artificial intelligence, but they do um, they do expect you to have like really strong fundamentals in math. And that is something that electrical engineering has prepared me for. It is so much math. So yeah, Fractal Analytics was great. You have received MS admits from Virginia Polytechnic, University of Minnesota, and Ohio State University. 
what are your future plans unlike uh, unlike india the system abroad is a little bit different wherein uh, professors do a lot of work um with industry so if you're working with them you get a lot of insight into the work that is going on in the industry i'm not sure i think a lot of professors in nit as well do a lot of work with industry but it's just not something that we as students are exposed to or involved in maybe masters or phd students are but as undergraduates we are not so involved in like their their collaborations with say drdo or isro or whatever industry they are collaborating with maybe there's just not much knowledge or awareness about it but abroad i think uh they are very involved and yeah so look at professors and that's how you shortlist at least if you're going for a thesis based or a research based ms i think it's very important to look at professors kavak and uh, i'll get a waiver so that looks good for now but i'm still waiting on a couple other universities i want to get all of my acceptances and rejections before i make a uh, make a decision i plan to do an ms and then i want to work in in the industry for a little bit of while and then let's see where we go from there what is your final message to our readers I was like a freshman or a sophomore at NIT. I think a lot. I read a lot about like a lot of these interviews that you're taking of me right now, and I kind of looked up to these people that I read interviews of. I'm like, you know, this person has such a great profile, and I want to be more like them. I should be more like them. But to anybody reading this interview or listening to this podcast, I want to say. You don't try to be more like me, or don't try to be more like anybody else whose interview you read. You just you need to figure that out for yourself. You know, you need to look at what makes you happy and what what you can take. It's not about adding more pages or more points to your CV, but it's about just learning something and becoming somebody worthwhile in that process. And Yeah, NIT Raukela has a lot of opportunities. It will give you any opportunity if you just, you know, look at it and you're really seriously aiming for it. You'll be fine. At the end of the day, it's a lot of obstacles and a lot of hurdles for sure, and a lot of times maybe you'll just be crying in your room or, you know, maybe you'll be having fun on the road at midnight with your friends. It could be either of the two. It's just that's just how it is. But at the end of the day, it'll all boil down to you know something that you look back at with a smile and that's all that matters that was definitely an inspiring journey and a great conversation with ashwarya roy follow candidly nitr podcast and stay tuned for further more interviews thank you